0: The reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 6, and it's verses 19 to 24. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money.
1: Well, thank you, George, for reading those verses in Matthew to us this morning as we continue on our series. Peter brought to us a message last week, and he reminded us of what it means to be a secret believer of jesus and these passages that we're going to look at uh, today uh, are all about treasure treasure and following jesus well here's a question who is the richest person that you know or know about well according to the bloomberg billionaire index uh, as of this month jeff bezos uh, the founder of amazon remains at the top of the financial rich list with an estimated net worth of about $115 billion. However, what do I mean by rich? Rich in what? Well, these verses uh, in Matthew that we're going to look at this morning, they offer us this question to think about. Jesus, who came to turn the world the right way up, (laughs) um, brought these verses to his followers, a message that would make them think about their earthly treasure in relation to a new heavenly treasure and make them think about what it means to be rich in following Jesus. And so I'd like to bring two things to you just to set the scene for these verses this morning and help us maybe understand it a bit better. First is the place of the kingdom. The place of the kingdom is where we as citizens live in. It's a place that treasure is gained and stored, spent and saved. Well, these verses, they actually sit uh, in a a block of teaching that Jesus brought that starts in chapter 5. It says in Matthew chapter 5 that Jesus saw the crowds, crowds of Roman citizens, uh, and he went up on the mountain and he sat down and started to teach them. Now, the people uh, that were about to hear what Jesus was going to say, the disciples and others, uh, they knew all about the economy of treasure on earth. They knew all about the systems uh, that treasure, how it was earned and gained and spent. And they knew even firsthand about the possibilities of inequality within economic treasure. But here's the thing. Here's the first thing that Jesus says. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In Luke's gospel, it simply says that Jesus said, blessed are you who are poor, yours is the kingdom of heaven. Well, right away, we're drawn into a sense of where these passages fit, opening up an invitation to the poor to inherit a different kingdom with a different treasure. Well, Jesus was setting out a new citizenship status for all who chose to follow him and as Jesus continues to teach through chapter 5 and chapter 6 getting closer to the verses we're looking at this morning in verse 10 of chapter 6 Jesus explains that his kingdom is not just of the future but here on earth your kingdom come or God's kingdom come God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven he says And Jesus is proclaiming a bringing together of heaven and earth. Heaven has come to earth in the person of Jesus Christ. And his rule will cement this new kingdom arrangement forever. The kingdoms on earth better watch out as their rule has now been superseded by the kingship of Jesus. In this new kingdom that Jesus talks about, there's going to be new priorities and new treasures. Being a citizen of such a kingdom means that our treasure is now earthly and heavenly and that this distinction isn't locational, rather it's based on what king you choose to follow. What Jesus is bringing us in these verses is designed to have an impact on how we, his followers, live today and forever. The second thing about the context is the style in which Jesus teaches these verses in. Jesus uses a style of orthopraxy and orthodoxy. What Jesus is about to teach, he's already living out. Following Jesus is the learning. There's no gaps between what Jesus says and what Jesus does, what Jesus preaches and what Jesus lives out. Jesus invites us into that place, learning as we follow and practising what we preach, living out a dual citizenship of earth and heaven now. And that's the road of the disciple, that's the journey that Jesus wants to take us on. And that's the journey that he talks about here, talks about treasure. Let us read it. So do not store up for yourselves treasure in earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. Jesus tells us that there is treasure in both earth and heaven. Earthly treasure. Jesus is not denying that there's earthly treasure and that the world we live in requires money. Both priests and kings on earth have been guardians of earthly treasure for generations. Read the Old Testament and the history books and see the accounts of what they achieved or withheld through their period of rule. Each one of them had a choice as to how they would steward the treasure that they had came to hold in their treasure troves. But it's clear that Jesus isn't prohibiting the usage of such treasure. No, Jesus is simply telling us in these verses not to store it up. Now Jesus repeats this important point, of the worthlessness of storing up earthly treasure later on in Matthew 19 21 where he tells a young man who inquires that although he is keeping the law he's lacking lacking in something and Jesus explains that to be complete uh, is about giving away your earthly treasure and it will be replaced by heavenly treasure we also just look at the life of Jesus across the four gospels he demonstrates this in his everyday life. In the Gospel of John, for example, there is buying of bread at times to feed the weary, but there's also performing miracles to feed the 5,000. It's not all buying and it's not all miracles. Jesus uses both to bring about the salvation, provision and healing of many. And what about the many Marys, Joanna and Susanna and many other women who financially supported Jesus and the other disciples that are recorded in Luke's Gospel. In fact, only in December will we be reminded at the very beginning of Jesus' life that the Magi brought earthly treasure to Jesus, treasure that would have significantly altered the family's wealth and possibilities. And so we see a little boy's lunch bought using earthly treasure, the women's purses filled with earthly treasure. And the Magi's gifts, all earthly treasure, but used in the presence of Jesus becomes something priceless, something beautiful and an act of worship. You see in these verses Jesus is instructing us that when we follow him we need to know that for us now the earthly treasure has a sell-by date, has a use-by date, it's perishable and if we attempt to store it up it becomes useless it rusts, it becomes meaningless. Well, what about heavenly treasure? Okay so this treasure we are to store up. The treasure of the better thing. Remember when Jesus told Martha and Mary, Mary had chosen the better thing to be in his presence. Was Mary storing up treasure in heaven? What about the widow who gave such a small earthly treasure that no one could have deemed it worth anything in earthly terms in relation to the riches of the other offerings in the temple yet Jesus says that she put in more than all and that's a very different perspective of what treasure means and Jesus begins to link our hearts to treasure this new treasure Now he says of this heavenly treasure that it won't be destroyed, it's protected, it can't be stolen. Treasure in heaven is eternal and everlasting. There's a contrast between both, earthly and heavenly treasure. And so these verses follow on from what we heard last week regarding prayer and fasting and choosing God's presence. A different kind of treasure for the believer a richness and spiritual intimacy that produces a treasure of social transformation and justice. And we begin to see the function of our new citizenship in Christ, being users of earthly treasure, investing in heavenly treasure, and all in the presence and through the power of Christ. This place that we are in right now, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is telling us here, you are kingdom people, get excited and I'm doing a new thing and I'm going to see the Father's will unfold using you, using earthly and heavenly treasure. Well in these verses he goes on to leave us with two more thoughts to help us and it's all about our heart and our eyes, heart posture. We read in verses 21 and 24, Jesus says, where our treasure is our heart is also and he also says that we cannot serve both masters god and money now many jewish people would have reconciled a happy middle ground serving both masters between following the law of moses and benefiting from the roman rule financially and socially the jewish community hearing this message had perfected a way of keeping the law and storing up financial and social capital here on earth. Now Jesus was telling them that following him and becoming a citizen of his kingdom was going to be different. There would be no middle ground, no clever compromise. Rather, Jesus would be the way, the only way. They would be walking now in that way and that they had to let go of earthly treasure and seek heavenly treasure instead, and be like him. And Jesus is helping us to close that gap between our orthodoxy, what we say, and what we believe, and what we do, orthopraxy. In Matthew 22, Jesus quotes the Shema prayer from Deuteronomy, explaining that we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind re-emphasizing that we cannot love God in anything else. In this passage, he draws us towards the earthly treasure, money. Where your treasure is, your heart is also. And then Jesus tells us us something about our eye perspective. In verse 22 and 23, let's read it together. The eye is the lamp of the body, says Jesus. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Then if the light that is within you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Jesus is saying, citizens of the kingdom of heaven, be careful what catches your eye. What are you focused on? It matters and it's linked with your treasure storing. You see, the eye is to be clear, and that word clear, the Greek word eh, for this is haplius, single, totally devoted and undivided. Interestingly, it's linked further in the New Testament with haplotus, meaning generous. So Jesus is reminding us again that we're to be different, we are vessels. Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, and 7. He says, For God who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God in the face of Christ. You see, it's all connected. Heavenly treasure in earthen vessels. That's the believer. That's you and that's me. A follower of Christ. However, he says, pay attention. Don't get confused. Make sure you clean your glasses and check your heart in regards to the treasure. Don't get confused on the priority of this new kingdom. Jesus brings us exciting and yet challenging words in these verses this morning. I'm challenged but I'm always challenged however know that wrapped around this challenge is Jesus who is our good shepherd and who loves us and who left us the Holy Spirit to help us further and remember that this is all in the context of Jesus saying come follow me. You know Matthew wrote this gospel and he was faced with all of this He had to make a choice to follow Jesus and to be prepared for a heart transplant and a new perspective. Matthew was going to have to get used to different. He was going to have to share his lunch, his daily bread and keep his perspective in check. Matthew was stepping into a citizenship that values different things from the world that he lived in. Values relationship and love values different. values heavenly treasure and so Matthew stepped out of his life of storing up the wrong treasure and stepped into a place where he owned nothing and shared everything and that's life on the road with Jesus and that's what citizenship consists of today for us who believe and follow him and so I hope you take time this week and consider these things with God Let me just pray for us all as we seek first the kingdom of God, the heavenly treasure in our lives in the week ahead. Our Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way in which you instruct us. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for coming and demonstrating to us what it means to walk eh, and to seek the kingdom of God to invest in heavenly treasure and to use our earthly resources and Lord we pray this day that as we consider these things Lord may you show us the way may you speak to us in the quietness of our hearts and may you help us in every way as we seek to follow you we thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus Amén.